Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live right now and just be yourself. It doesn't matter if it's good enough for someone else. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday. Will it be wonderful? Will it be weird? Will it be wacky? Will it be wild? Will it be wafting? Can we can we turn that into an adjective? Will it be a wafting Wednesday? Will it be a waffle Wednesday? Ooh. Now, see, I actually do not like waffles. Don't ask me why. I much prefer pancakes. I'm not a waffle girl. Is, is that weird? I feel like this goes back to when I was a kid. When you put the syrup into a waffle, it just sinks and it disappears. And it, yeah. And then you have to add more syrup. And then eventually the waffle gets soggy. That's my theory on waffles is that the syrup does not do well with waffles. And half the time, the reason I eat pancakes is because I want the syrup. Pure New Hampshire maple syrup. So waffles don't do the syrup justice. No, they can just get soggy in mm-hmm. it. And I'll say... I like waffles, but I prefer, I guess, weirdly, like more just the microwave or the toaster. I was just going to say, you're talking Lego waffles, aren't you? uh, Yeah, like a real like Belgian waffle. But I mean, there are non-Belgian waffles. Yeah, but just like the thick, you know, like the real, like when they put them on like the waffle machine, the waffle iron iron and all the dough. Yeah, no, same thing with eating ice cream in a cone. I it's a waste of calories, and I feel like it takes away from the ice cream. So waffles take away from the taste of the syrup. <laughs> Waffle cones. Cones take away from the ice cream. It, it, it's true. Good point. Waffle cones. Speaking of ice cream, I haven't shared this photo yet, but at some point before the week is up, I will. I was walking through the airport in Austin, Texas, early, early on Sunday morning. We're talking 4.15 a.m., and I... Uh, Stopped in my tracks. I had to take a photo of an ice cream shop and its sign, but I can't tell you what it is. You'll you'll see. It's it's amazing. I've never seen this in my whole life, and now I think it should be a franchise. <laughs> my mind is racing. Right, but I can't right now uh, post another photo because it will it will cannibalize my my baking photo, and I have to be all out there risking my baking reputation. You all asked for. The photo of the walnut crunch pumpkin pie that caught on fire in my oven nearly burned my kitchen down. Okay, it wasn't that drastic, but it definitely did almost require the fire extinguisher until I decided that would be the end of it. I couldn't be having a fire extinguisher before uh, I ever got married. It's just it's too much before the wedding. <laughs> so instead, I used the oven mitt and patted it. I, I pounded the fire out. Uh, I 
could have stopped, dropped, and rolled. I could have grabbed the pie plate and stopped, dropped, and rolled with it. Instead, I went with oven mitt. Uh, And then my second attempt, which was scrumptious, I posted the before and after photos. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's on Twitter, A-Law Radio. It's also on our Facebook page. We did put that out there. I suppose if my baking cred has been destroyed, well, I'll have to rebuild it with some Christmas cookies. And remember last year, the snowballs, I took photos of our Christmas cookies. The snowballs are my absolute favorites. And the reindeer munch. I can't decide the reindeer munch. Oh my gosh, DA, love that. I can't decide which ones to make for the wedding because we have a cookie bar at the wedding and I'm, of course, going to go overboard. I'm going to make three different varieties and I'm not sure which ones. My island cookies are generally unique and people love the island cookies. Snowballs are more common. It's just that I love them. My family loves them. Bob's favorite cookie is oatmeal butterscotch, so I think he'll vote for me if I do the oatmeal butterscotch. <laughs> one of one of Bob's family members said this, we can vote for ourselves, right? We can vote for our own cookies. Well, absolutely. You have to vote for your own cookies. <laughs> We're making it a contest. Everyone gets a vote. True to form, at the wedding reception, the cookie bar will be a contest. I don't think it'll be much of one, but... Oh, there's going to be 300 cookies there. It'll I, be. I've had multiple varieties of your cookies. I'm pretty confident. Oh, come on. There's some older, older ladies who have been cooking for many more decades and baking mm-hmm. for many more decades. Bring than it me. on. That's what I say. Okay. All right. Uh, there's this new baking trend as well that we won't talk about now, which is purple. It comes from, well, whatever. We'll get to it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Purple cookies that may get my vote instead of my own at the wedding. But we'll we'll discuss. Uh, fine, we'll Go wait. ahead and research purple cookies. You'll see. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the Hump Show, Middle Show, the Work Week. If you missed Ask Amy Anything, well, it's part of the podcast. If you missed Steve Largent, Hall of Fame wide receiver who played his entire career in Seattle, he was our guest Earlier on the show, I actually talked to him on Tuesday afternoon because we do accommodate Hall of Famers and their schedules. Uh, But really cool to be able to check in with Steve and get his perspective on today's NFL and whether or not a wide receiver can be an MVP. Intriguing answer by Steve, who played the position uh, at the highest level when he was in the league back in the 70s and the 80s. So all of that is part of the podcast. We share the link every weekday morning within minutes of the show wrapping up. It's on our Twitter, After Hours CBS, and also on our Facebook page. And yes, the story of how the pie caught on fire is also there as well. You just have to scroll down a little bit. If you've listened to the show this week, you know that I believe David Tepper is largely to blame for what's happened in Carolina. Under his ownership and under his meddling, the team is 30 and 63. They've had at least 30 quarterbacks. Okay, bit of an exaggeration, but they've had close to 30 quarterbacks, and he's now fired his third coach in season. I had forgotten that Ron Rivera was fired with a month to go in his last season as the Panthers' head coach. So now he's fired Ron Rivera, and he's fired Matt Rule, and he admits he made a mistake in hiring Matt, so he's indicated that's on him. I'm sure Matt appreciates that. Uh, And now he's fired Frank Reich in the middle of his first season. Not his fourth, not his fifth, his first. Constant change equals constant losing in sports. And David Tepper swears this is not how he operates the rest of his businesses that led to him being the second richest owner in the NFL. I do have patience. I'm just not. (laughs) My reputation away from this game is one for extreme patience. Oh, you know, there's no reason why that doesn't, you know, come here, too. It does. 
Now, that patience comes with good performance and things that you want to see progress be made on in different aspects. In other words, you have to earn my patience. It's not given. It's like trust. You have to earn my patience. And he doesn't really explain why he doesn't have the same patience in the NFL. But we do know outside of, I thought it was Jerry Jones, I was guessing earlier, but it's not actually Jerry Jones. Outside of the Walton Penner ownership group, which is the Walmart heirs uh, and, and married you know, spouses in Denver, that is the, the richest ownership group in the NFL. David Tepper's number two. He's worth nearly $21 billion. So I suppose the price tag for Frank Reich, now $25 million that he's still owed, eh, it's chump change. Except it's not good business. It may very well be chump change to you, but it's not good business. And he really didn't give a reason for firing Frank Reich at the point at which he did. He does say the goal is to have someone who's in long-term. I would like to have somebody here for 20, 30 years. I'd like to have somebody that would say eulogy at my funeral in 30 years. Okay, maybe it's 40 years, I hope. But uh, that's what I'd like to have. Huh. But how do you get there? How do you attract coaches in the future when in the last year and a half alone, if you include interims, you've employed four different head coaches? If we were, everything was perfect, it wouldn't be the case. And everything was good, it wouldn't be the case. So it's not as if it's not known out there, reasons, and you know that will be something for people to decide. Just generally speaking, and not here, but and not that this matters because this is here. But you know, in other aspects of my life, we have people for 20, 30 years that work for me. Nobody ever leaves me. He kept saying that. And I don't think he came across as defensive, but he kept qualifying that this is not how it is everywhere else. Well, then why? We didn't get the answer to that question. Why? If you have patients everywhere else, you mean to tell me you've never had an employee in any way that hasn't started with a winning formula immediately that needed some time to establish his culture in your office? You've never had an employee that didn't produce the results that you wanted initially? I do think the pressure of the NFL is immense. And he is impatient more and more because the losing has now been extended over years. He's tried multiple things. None of them have worked. Not yet. He's tried a bunch of different coaches. He's tried a bunch of different quarterbacks. He's seen the roster turnover multiple times, which is the problem. And as a successful businessman, he should know that. He has to know that. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Again, really didn't give a a reason for firing Frank Reich at this point in the season, um, but does defend the decision to draft Bryce Young at number one and actually move up to get Bryce Young at number one. So the speculation had been that in the building, among the football guys, they wanted C.J. Stroud, including Frank Reich. Frank wanted C.J. The football people in Carolina wanted C.J., I'm not sure we could ever confirm that unless, of course, some of these guys start to speak, like maybe Frank. Ooh, that'd be quite the tell-all. Now, Frank is a very classy guy. His faith is most important to him. Boomer's roommate, when they were at Maryland, Boomer speaks so highly of him. And he genuinely means it when he says that hurts for the people that he employed who have now lost their jobs, but also hurts because 
He wanted he wants so badly to make it work. And he did say he believes that probably his NFL career is over, not his coaching career. And so I'm sad for him because he's a classy guy. No one dislikes Frank Reich. He said some very kind things about David Tepper as a human in the relationship that they established. And so Frank may not ever tell you the truth, but maybe we'll get it somewhere else. Is that true? Is that just speculation? That there was a disconnect and a disagreement about which quarterback would be the best one to hire, to hire, haha, uh, be the best one, I guess that is technically correct, uh, to draft number one overall. Now, he makes the distinction that, remember, we had the number two pick for a long time before we traded with the Bears. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick, and, and uh, we thought we would get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, but uh, it's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. Which was way, way over your head and beyond you. And there's no way you could possibly understand how the process was done. Here's what I remember. It was held under wraps for months. Even after they traded with the Bears, mortgaged the farm for the number one pick, we didn't know. Nobody knew, not even NFL insiders. And these guys are really connected. It never leaked because they didn't know who they were going to draft. And so I believe that there was a disagreement. They took their time at the very least doing their due diligence. And we don't know whether or not the Texans would have taken Bryce Young with number two. But we knew it was important enough for the Panthers to move up to get that number one pick so they could choose who they wanted. And Tepper goes on to say that this was not his decision. This was consensus. Those decisions were made. And in the case of Bryce, it was almost, I believe it was a unanimous decision on the coaches and the, and the scouts and very strong opinions at the time. I cannot say this, you know, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment. We are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first, you know, would be totally confident in that. You know, some of them you could ask. And I think the, um, and, and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. What else is he going to say? He just fired the coach that seemingly didn't make much progress with Bryce Young. Now, I think it's unfair to blame Frank for all of that. He also uh, saw his assistant head coach, running backs coach, Deuce Staley get fired. And then, shoot, I forgot the other offensive guy. Oh, Josh McCown got fired as well, the quarterback's coach. So anybody who had anything to do with Bryce Young, out. But I think if you watch Bryce Young, and, and sure, if you are pointing to the guys who are training him, then I suppose the buck would stop with them. But I don't think he's ready. And this is not a, a comment on his physical stature, though he is uh, more of a slight guy. But Devontae Smith is incredible in the NFL, and he is a slight guy. There are shorter quarterbacks in the NFL, and and I wouldn't say they're the best ones we have, but Kyler Murray can still get out there and sling it. Do they have a challenge? Sure. I mean, Russell Wilson did for years, though, overcome that challenge. Tua is not a, a tall dude, though I he's not as short as as Jalen. Uh, not Jalen, sorry. He's not as short as Bryce. All these Alabama quarterbacks. Um, 
he's two is six. I I could be wrong, but I thought two was six two six three. Anyway, six one Tua. Six one. Okay, so a little bit taller. Bryce looks like a kid out there sometimes. I feel as though he looks like he's still in college and he's playing with guys who are bigger, stronger, faster. Mostly, I just think at times he looks lost. He's not yet got the speed of the game down. He's not processing at the speed that you have to process. There are times when you see the flashes, and I do think he he can be a viable quarterback in the NFL. The problem is ha, uh, there's a chance to set him back because he was out there on the field before he should have been. The pressure on these rookie quarterbacks is immense, especially when they're drafted in the top five, top ten. They are expected to produce right away, but C.J. Stroud is the aberration, not the rule. And let's be honest, if they had drafted C.J., we don't know that the results would have been any different. Why? Because... It takes the combination of everything he's got in Houston. Not just the coaches, but the players around him. There's a good chunk of that Panthers offense that is brand new this year. Right? There's a good chunk of guys that are coming in from other places. The whole formula is kind of a house of cards. They've been close in a few games. They've actually lost a couple games by field goals. If he was... Three and seven. Oh, sorry, three and eight. If Frank had had won a couple more games, would it be different? Would he have a little more patience from David Tepper? Maybe. But to base this entirely on Bryce Young and Frank Reich is, I think, is far too simplistic. There's a lot more that's going on there that's wrong, and David Tepper has to take responsibility for that. And he did. He did, in some ways. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so we're going to do a little QB news because there may be another change in Minnesota. It's all open and up for grabs. Hmm. What else do I want to do? Oh, the whole Mac Jones situation in New England. Bill O'Brien weighs in because, remember, he was brought in to help Mac look better. That has not happened, though he still has a job. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it caught? Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, L.A. Burrow back to throw. Looking, firing deep got for it. Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Yes. Touchdown. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown, Kansas City. Hand off to Heckler again, no, Herbert keeps it, end zone, touchdown, Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap, Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five, into the end zone, touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. The Josh Dobbs experience may be coming to an end with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Granted, he did some amazing stuff. And he's shown incredible athleticism and obviously an intelligence to be able to step into a situation with the Vikings and help them win a couple of games. But now we're seeing that they've run into some issues and there have been a lot of turnovers. With Justin Jefferson reactivated, the question has become... Which quarterback will work the best with him in Minnesota? And Kevin O'Connell on Tuesday following Monday Night Football is trying to answer the question of who's going to start now that J.J. is back. Overall, I think the quarterback positions needs to be evaluated to just figure out what we think gives us the best chance to win, um, you know, both, uh, you know, in the individual skill sets of all three of those guys um, and take a look at that from a standpoint of what's the best fit right now Uh, for our team and uh, we're in the process of doing that so Josh Dobbs may not be the starter for the Vikings after the bye he's played the majority of the last four games remember he got pressed into duty when Jaron Hall had the concussion he's the rookie don't know if they go back to him Nick Mullins is the backup but he injured his lower back So I don't know if they really have any other options besides Dobbs, unless Jaron Hall has been cleared from concussion protocol. Six turnovers in these back-to-back losses for the Vikings. And that's on Dobbs partly, though we saw a bunch of tipped balls as well on Monday night against the Bears. Staying in the NFC, Micah Parsons with his Edge podcast. He's got quarterbacks among his MVP candidates. My two quarterbacks uh, that would be, it would be Dak and Jalen. I think they're playing uh, some of the best football right now. Um, and then outside of them, I think it would be Tyreek Hill. We're talking about non-football. Uh, Tyreek Hill, um, it would be um, a Miles Garrett, uh, or and it will be a uh, Deron Bland, of course. I think them five or should be in this MVP conversation, um, point blank period. We just love how Micah, Mike's drop, Mike drops. Micah with the mic drop. Point blank period. Point blank period. But did you hear what he said? I think he meant to say non-quarterback. He said non-football in the middle of that when he gave his two quarterback MVP candidates in Dak and Jalen. And then he says non-football Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Again, I think he meant to say non-QB, non-quarterback. But Micah Parsons is my new favorite podcast. And, and he's... Definitely angling for a job post 
football, as in non-football. <laughs> the Cowboys play the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. That'll be a lot of fun. Geno Smith dealing with some rib pain. Uh, even though he was able to play last week against the Niners, didn't go very well. But how is it now? We were taking a few deep shots, especially early on, and I felt pretty good about it. So um, I, I wouldn't say that it affected me. Uh, I thought I was pretty much, you know, obviously know I'm battling, dealing with it, but I don't think it affected me uh, throwing-wise or playing-wise. He played the entire game against the Niners on Thanksgiving night. I did have an intersection, was sacked six times. I bet that felt terrific with the rib injury. Uh, remember the year, uh, the week before, excuse me, he had been in and out in the second half, but did come back late in the game in week 11. So we'll see now moving forward. But yeah, a quick work week. Well, I guess not for them because they played on Thursday of last week. So take that back. Uh, they had a full work week um, and Against the Cowboys on Thursday night, that's one that I would think people would flock to prime. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Baker Mayfield, he's disgusted. Earlier in the year, we got the we suck, I suck, I everything suck sucks. Suck today. Everything awful. sucks. We all suck. Uh, they've lost six of seven, so the sucking has been extended, and he's kind of laying down the law and maybe issuing a challenge to his locker room. Hey! One game back in the division, so uh, our goals are still in front of us. But uh, it's frustrating to, to not win these games and uh, to continue to hurt ourselves. Colts capitalized; they played well. Not taking anything away from them, but it's it's very frustrating to continue to kind of have the same story over and over again. And, and so, and until everybody gets pissed off enough to, to get it fixed, uh, there will there will be no changes. The NFC South it is woefully below mediocrity or what did Micah say mediocrity it's below mediocrity it's below the Mendoza line it's underwater if you will the Falcons and Saints are five and six the Bucks are four and seven so when Baker tells you they're one game out of first place in the division he's being accurate at four and seven the only team that, well, they, I guess they still technically have a shot is the Carolina Panthers and they're one in ten but that division is awful. Remember, the winner last year was the Buccaneers, and they had a losing record at 8-9, and nine, but still hosted a playoff game. So, yeah, he's right. It's just a lot of mariocracy. <laughs> Don't really care. <laughs> it's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio, turning our attention now to the AFC. Speaking of mediocracy, or not even that, uh, the New England Patriots have gone back and forth between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. It was Mac that started after the bye, throws two interceptions in the first half of Week 12. It turns around, and that's against the Giants. Turns around and gets replaced by Bailey Zappi, who also throws an interception in the second half. Mac still shows up and does his weekly interview on WEEI, which is our Boston affiliate, and they asked him about his relationship with Belichick. I definitely think it varies from week to week. And um, I try to communicate with people and get input and, and find out ways I can be better. Um, so that's what I always try to do, whether it's the quarterback coach or the head coach or anything, anywhere I've been, that's what I've always done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I put the work in. Um, I got to go out there and, and be the best I can be. So there's a lot of variables each week that change. But for me, I just have to control what I can control. It varies from week to week. Hey, my, bye. <laughs> my relationship with Bill Belichick. <laughs> I hope we didn't take that out of context. Uh, they asked him on WEEI if he has the yips. 
His response was, what is that? So I guess he'd not heard that term. And they attempted to explain it's when a golfer can't hit a shot straight um, or or you just freaked out like Chuck Knobloch. Remember that story of Chuck Knobloch, the Yankee second baseman, who got the yips, quote unquote, and could not throw the ball to first base to save his life. Even though he was five feet away, he couldn't get the ball to first base uh, in a straight line. And so they asked him whether or not he has the yips as a QB. Um. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a legit question in sports, but uh, no, I don't think so. I think when I look at some of the things I've done in the games, uh, you have to put yourself in the quarterback's shoes, and there's a lot of things I can do better, a lot of things I'll improve on, but definitely have confidence. I definitely want to continue to work on that and grow um, and make the right throws and commit to my throws. Well, that's true. You can't be hesitant, and as much as he says he's still confident – I don't think I believe it. I think you have to say it. You have to speak it. And what else are you going to say? Um, I feel like I'm blood in the water and there's sharks circling. Like uh, he's, to me, he's not that confident right now. He's second guessing. And there are a lot of reasons why. It's not just on him, but I think that hesitation does never serve, never serves, excuse me, a quarterback well. Although better not to be a gunslinger, I suppose, at times. But he, to me, looks like he's second guessing everything. So do you want a fresh start, Mac? I'm good right now. I, I really want to be the quarterback here. Um, I've always wanted to be a quarterback in the NFL and specifically for the Patriots. And um, like I said, I got a lot of room to grow and everything. And I'm going to just continue to work hard and, and do all the things I can to put myself in a position to have success. He's such a good kid. I really want him to succeed. He is doing his very best. He would never throw anyone under the bus. I mean, doing his very best to handle all the criticism. He would never throw anyone under the bus. He would never point fingers at anyone else. You can imagine it's incredibly frustrating to go through this, and yet he continues to present this positive optimism, and I give him credit for that. I'm good right now. I'm good right now. Give me another week and maybe I'll change my mind. Uh, Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator who was brought in in large part to help Mac Jones get on the right track. Things haven't gone great for him this year. Uh, You know, I don't think that he's the number one guy to blame. If you want to blame anybody, blame me. Uh, I'm the one that that designs it and it's not going very well. So, um, you know, look, at the end of the day, can he execute better? Are there things that he can do better? Sure. But there's things that all of us have to do better to, you know, put a put a winning product on the field. And right now, that's not what it is. I appreciate that from Bill O'Brien. Also thinking about Mac having, you know, two different systems and and different guys around him and, and that constant change. It does equal constant losing. And the Patriots didn't have it for 20 years, but they're in that a bit of that cycle now especially with the coaching staff and some of the weird hires and responsibilities that Bill Belichick has delegated uh, the last couple of years. One more Pittsburgh Steelers. They're seven and four and they've won their first game without Matt Canada. It's definitely different. It's a new play caller. So it's, you know, you kind of get used to the flow of how he likes to call things. And that's something that we're going to continue to kind of iron out. Um, you know, but felt like every drive we were, you know, having productive drives, uh, moving the ball really well. You know, some penalty things and, and a turnover that we wish, you know, you want to take out, you know, that would help us put more points up. But overall, you know, happy with how those guys played. 58 games without going over 400 yards of offense. Finally did that in their first game without Matt Canada. Is it that simple? No. Is it as simple as, oh, we got rid of Ken Dorsey and so now the Bills are playing 
their best football. Nah, it's never that simple. It's a team sport, and it's over 100 guys that are involved in getting the product ready to put on the field, not to mention the number of guys that are involved in execution. Um, However, if it means something to the locker room, if there's a different style, if there's a change in approach, it can open things up. The tools and the foundation can be there. But if you don't have the right leader, certainly that can mean it's not executed or the, the product is not presented the way that it could be. So there is something to be said for that. The, the locker room responding to a change in leadership. We want them to be fat and sassy <laughs> and spoiled. Yeah, so they have Arizona this weekend. So there's another prime opportunity in the Steel City to be able to get another win. They would move to eight and four. And with the Ravens on a bye, they'd be just a game back in the division. A little bit of QB news to whet your appetite in this void between weeks 12 and week 13. Uh, Coming up, Draymond Green returned to the Golden State Warriors, and they had a five-point lead in the final minute against the Kings. Oops. Victor Wembenyama. He assesses his own career at this point. And, oh, Jason Kidd's got a beef with a reporter, and it's Hall of Flame material. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's the Hump. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Show. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I don't live my life with regrets. Um, like I said before, I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime that there's a. I'm, I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. That's what a team is. You stick together uh, through the good and the bad. And I take that to heart. Um, I take pride in being a good teammate. Now that's when I step in here every single day. That's number one on my list to be a good teammate. Number one, I think that takes care of a lot of things. So I take pride in that. Uh, and reflecting over on the whole incident, I think for me is, um, you know, you uh, you kind of go through the the whole gauntlet of everybody having an opinion. Um, and you listen to those opinions or not. Um, some people opinion I hear. <laughs> some people opinion I don't. Um, and you know, I think I think for me and, and and going through it is like what matters to me. And what matters to me is how the people that I care about feel. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Draymond Green returning to the court with the Golden State Warriors after his five-game suspension for putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock, and he is unapologetic. Now, he did say, I need to maybe look at the ways that I play my game 
I am who I am. I'm not going to change. I'm going to play and be the person that I am, but I need to be careful. I'm paraphrasing that that doesn't hurt other people. So he doesn't want to have any regrets. He wants to be a good teammate. Ultimately, that was the catalyst for why he went to Clay Thompson's defense, but he took it way too far. And yet, if you know anything about him, that's who Draymond is. Now, he was also very clear that the NBA told him they would absolutely 100% be holding his track record against him every single time this came up. And he said, it's okay. I'm fine with that. I've earned it. But I still got to be me. But yeah, he said the the league officials told him every single time you come in front of us, we are 100% going to use your past transgressions and your track record against you. You will never be able to escape the, the precedent. You'll never be able to escape the reputation that you have. You've been here too many times. We've been here too many times. So, yes, every time this happens, your past is going to come back to haunt you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So he was on the court at the end of the game. Final minute. The Warriors with a five-point lead on the road at Sacramento. Draymond has a turnover. Uh, the Steph Curry turnover. And lo and behold, this game was not said and done. 124, 123 Kings. Here's Curry. He'll try to get a shot off to win it. It's on the way. It's front rim short. The Sacramento Kings will advance in most dramatic fashion. It's 124, 123, and full blown late season pandemonium reigns at Golden One Center. Fans on their feet, waving the rally towels, savoring the moment after a most improbable, desperate step back, two-point shot from Malik Monk was banked home. And the Kings get the victory by one. It was banked home, all right. It was a straightaway fadeaway, and it pounded off the backboard and and dropped through the rim. It wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination, but it was exactly what the Kings needed. So, yeah, a couple of turnovers, some free throws in that last minute, and Golden State not only coughs up a five-point lead in the final 59 seconds, but also loses a 24-point edge from the first half. So this is a painful loss for them. Uh, and and Steph Curry, you can kind of feel it and hear it uh, as he speaks to the media after the fact. I think we all got to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out what we individually can do better. You know, in those deciding moments of a game, better decisions, you know, better discipline to not foul. All the little things that we know what you know impacts winning, and that's the only way we're going to get out of this this little funk where you know you're playing hard and you have nothing to show for it. Playing hard and have nothing to show for it—that certainly is tough. Don't ask me about playing hard in the in-season tournament with the courts that are decorated differently. I have no idea if that affects any of these guys. Uh, and I couldn't tell you the first thing about the in-season tournament, except when they change the courts, that's when you know. I do not think it's any more interesting or more attractive. In fact, I think it's just as gimmicky as putting a runner on second base and extra innings in Major League Baseball. But on they go. And I guess the Kings have made the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. <laughs> Gosh. Victor Wembanyama, he's got an honest assessment of his career at this point. Yeah, of course, you know, it's, I mean, uh, I'm still learning every day, but uh, I know I'm, I already got better since the, since the beginning of the season, and 
but I know the beginning will not look like the end. You know, you know, uh, as a team, we're gonna, I know we're gonna get so much better, and also individually, I know it's gonna be, you know, from month to month, game to game, almost it's gonna be exponentially better. It makes sense since it's, it's my rookie season. You know, I'm still a teenager, but it's, you know, it's, it's probably my the, the worst victory we'll, we'll, we'll ever see. If, you know, if as I believe, I get, I keep getting better and better every year, so it's, uh, it's promising. The worst victor you'll ever see. I like that. This is me at my worst. You don't often hear guys in pro sports say, I'm still a teenager. I would say it happens in hockey more than it happens anywhere else. Um, but you don't hear that very often. The, the NFL rules prevent that. NBA, it's, it's different because of the college ranks, but he's an international player. I'm still a teenager. It's just weird coming out of a pro athlete's mouth, isn't the it? The worst victor we'll, we'll ever see. It's the worst victory you'll ever see. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on this hump show. We're cramming a few things in before the top of the hour. We know you like, we like to launch you forward in your Wednesday with a little bit of humor. Uh, and, and Jason Kidd, he's got an ongoing beef with a reporter named Tim McMahon. Big deal about last year, but you're not making a big deal about it this year because going good, right? So write some positive I just asked you a question. And I'm giving you a answer. <laughs> like, I'm t- you guys, you know, there's all right to write positive stuff. People will read your positive You don't always have to be negative, right? Like, it's, the, it's just the world's already negative enough, right? So let's see some positive stuff on some positive people that are playing, doing their job on a nightly basis. Making it a lot easier to do that this year. Well, we're only into this year. We can't go back to last year. Right? Like, that's the f- problem. Have a good night. <laughs> that's the best part. Have a good night. At least he was nice at the end. <laughs> I'm going to be positive because you're not being positive. You bleep, 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 bleep. So I'm going to be positive. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> That is Hall of Flame material, classic After Hours Hall of Flame material. It will come up again. I think we already have three candidates. Yeah, Jay tells me we've been stockpiling them. So we just had an induction not that long ago. Justin Verlander got in as our latest inductee. And uh, we're we're getting close to doing another ceremony because we're, we're, we're saving these classic rants. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> Nothing that I could tell you, though, in the sports world on this edition of the show. We spent four hours now talking about sports. David Tepper, Jason Kidd, Draymond Green, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Nothing is as bizarre as what's happening in Arkansas. I cannot get over this. And when this is officially announced, we'll talk more about it. But according to multiple sources, Bobby Petrino is back. Yes, that Bobby Petrino. I remember where I was at my previous network. So it was before CBS Sports Radio when I was going through his disgraced firing from Arkansas. Do you remember, for those of you who follow college football, there was a big scandal. He got into a motorcycle accident with a a woman on the back of his motorcycle. It was not his wife. It was his lover who he had hired in the department He got her a job because she was his 
she was his side hustle. Uh, she was his side piece, something like that. I'm, I'm not cool, so I don't really say terms like that. Anyway, she she was sleeping with him, and so he got her a job in the department, and he got fired in Arkansas because he had broken all kinds of rules, not to mention unethical. He had lied all over the place, ended his career. He was 21-5 the, the previous two seasons, but they, they booted him for obvious reasons. Now he's back. They're hiring him to be the offensive coordinator, though the president has to approve it because of the way that he was fired and why. You can, in fact, go home again. Oh, my gosh. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 